Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. If you'll recall, last week's podcast focused on who God has called us to be and what he has called us to do. And just as a quick reminder, because this will be the launching pad for this week's episode, let me remind you that Acts 1 and 8 answers the question of who God has called us to be. From the New King James Version, it reads, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so Acts 1 and 8 reminds us that We're empowered by the Holy Spirit to face whatever challenges, whatever obstacles, whatever things come our way. And wherever we go, um, we are to be witnesses for Christ. And again, so many of us think religiously when we hear this, but the fact of the matter is, is that we are to be his witnesses in every area of our lives. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we are to be his witnesses. And so let's stick a pin in that and I'll come back to that later. And then also, I want to remind you uh, that the sum total of the what God has called us to do can be found in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, New King James Version, and it reads, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. So, the question then becomes, what does being a witness and making disciples look like lived out on a daily basis, right? You got what it is. But now what does it look like? And for me, I believe it all boils down to the word legacy. The only question really is, what kind of legacy will we leave? And you guys, my family, you know how we roll in the Living Epistle podcast world, right? Let's begin by defining the term legacy. Well, Merriam-Webster defines legacy as a gift by will, especially of money or other personal property. Some synonyms for it in that context would be bequest or endowment, right? And so then the second definition is something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. And it is that definition that I'd like us to focus on in this podcast. And so when I looked at it from there, another word for legacy is inheritance. Now, most people think of money only when they hear the term inheritance. However, a legacy or an inheritance involves so much more than uh, money. But let me be clear right here. I, I am absolutely a fan of leaving a tangible inheritance. I am absolutely in favor of leaving money or 401ks or stocks or bonds or real estate or whatever else that that tangible asset may be for our family, for our loved ones. Absolutely in favor of it. However, that should not be the sum total of the inheritance that we leave for our loved ones. And I'll come back to that a little bit later. But again, let's go back to the definition definition for the purposes of this podcast and for the purposes of this discussion, talking about what the definition is that we'll use. And again, legacy 
is something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. Right. And so in addition to inheritance, another word for legacy is heritage. Right. Heritage. That's another word. So legacy, inheritance, heritage. So to sum it up, a legacy is something that someone in the present received from someone in the past. Right. And so, however, there is um, here's the thing about legacy. We're either building it during our time on Earth or I should say we're building it. We are absolutely building it during our time here on earth. And we're doing one or two things with it while we're alive. We're either perpetuating an existing legacy or we're creating a new one. So you're either perpetuating an existing legacy or you're creating a new one. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in just a minute. So Let's go to the word and see what the word has to say about legacy. And one of the most heavily quoted scriptures in the Bible uh, about legacy can be found in Proverbs 13, 20, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. And it's the A clause and it reads, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Right. Very familiar scripture. Very familiar. Right. Um, I love how the new uh, living translation reads it, though. It says good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren. Again, God is not just talking. Talking about money. And let me give you a real world example. As a matter of fact, in that particular proverb, he's talking about how righteousness, how righteousness is a great inheritance to leave and the wisdom of righteousness. So anyway, that's what he's talking about. And so that is in the context of what inheritance he's talking about for our children. But let me give you a real world example. Everybody, whether you're a fan of golf or not, has heard of Tiger Woods, right? I see you nodding your heads. Absolutely. Of course, everybody. Well, here's the thing about Tiger Woods. In 1997, Tiger Woods won the Masters Golf Tournament. The Masters, one of the, uh, one of the premier golf tournaments in golfing, right? History, tradition, all of that. But here's the thing. He was and still is the youngest player to ever win the Augusta National title. He was 21 years old at the time, and he was the first African-American to win the title. And not only that, he shattered the record in terms of score. He was the it was the lowest score in history. Now, for those of you who don't play golf, here's the deal. In golf, the lower the score, the better. So he actually won the had the lowest score on record for the tournament. And so, I mean, it was just he broke all sorts of records, all sorts of barriers. Just it was a historical event in 1997. And I remember my wife and I were watching it as it was closing out. And so during the post interview, they asked Tiger, they said, Tiger, who do you credit for your success at such a young age? And he answered quite simply, my dad. Tiger Woods called his dad his, quote, best friend and mentor, end quote. So you see, Tiger Woods' dad, Earl Woods, put a golf club in Tiger's hand at the age of four years old. And so by the time uh, Tiger was eight years old, he was known as a little phenomenon. So between the years of 14 and 21, he honed his craft. He had been on Good Morning America. There were so many things going on about Tiger Woods so that by the time Tiger Woods was 21, his dad had already helped establish, uh, establish a legacy in Tiger. And even now, Tiger Woods is 45 years old. This, as we speak, Tiger Woods is 45 years old, but you cannot hear a, a, a biography on him or an autobiography or a story on him where he does not talk about the impact that his dad Earl had on his life. And so you see, the lesson here is that our legacy is enduring. The legacies that we leave are enduring. What we impart, 
both good and bad, will be around long after we depart from this life. And I have to repeat that. What we impart, both good and bad, will be around long after we have been departed from this life. And so I remember my wife looking at me after the Tiger Woods had won the Masters in 1997 and jokingly asking me, saying, Tony, what legacy are you going to leave for our children? Right. And so the implication there, she was just looking at me. The implication there was that I was not a spectacular or superstar athlete. I wasn't a world class musician. I wasn't a wealthy business mogul with a huge corporate fortune or empire to leave them. As a matter of fact, there was nothing of any sort of amazement or talent or anything, you know, pretty outstanding about me in terms of that the world would consider outstanding. And so I really began to ponder that question, even though she was just kind of saying it in just because of the relationship between Tiger and Earl. But as I began to seriously ponder that question, I never forgot the answer that the Holy Spirit gave me. And I said it quite clearly. The Holy Spirit said, give them the legacy of faith. And so he was saying to me, I have given everyone who believes in Jesus Christ this ability, and that is the ability to leave a legacy of faith. You, there, there doesn't have to be anything special about you. You don't have to be a special athlete or a musician or a wealthy business person. You don't have to come from the upper crust of society to be able to leave a legacy of faith. All you need is to trust in Jesus Christ, and you can leave a legacy of faith. And where do we see this in Scripture now? Let's take an example. Here in 2 Timothy chapter 1, Verses five through seven. Very familiar. Um, the Apostle Paul is talking to Timothy, one of his sons in ministry. And Paul says to Timothy, chapter uh, again, second Timothy, chapter one, verses five through seven. He says, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and and your mother Eunice, I am persuaded, is also in you. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So what's going on here? Obviously, Timothy is facing some sort of challenge, some sort of obstacle, something that he's doubting his ability, where he's doubting his ability to handle the situation. And Paul is challenging Timothy to accept the call. Now, the call that Timothy had on him was he was a church planter. That was Timothy's call. And Paul was telling him, accept the call on your life and deal with the corrupt teachers of this day. Paul was saying to Timothy that, hey, when I think about you, I am so reminded of the faith, that genuine faith in you. In other words, that unhypocritical faith, that authentic faith, that sincere faith that is in you. Right. When I think about you, that's what I think about, Timothy. And it's not hypocritical, but it's not phony. This faith I think about when I think about you, but it's sincere and it's earnest and it's honest. Right. And so here's the thing, though. Paul is reminding him, but you didn't just get this kind of genuine faith on your own. It dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and she then passed it on to your mother, Eunice. And because of their legacy of faith, Paul is saying to Timothy, and I'm persuaded, Timothy, that this faith continues strong in you. And so I'm confident that they passed it on to you. Why? Because it was in your grandmother, Lois, and then in your mother, Eunice. And I'm sure that they passed it on to you. And so now as a result of the faith that is in Timothy. Paul is reminding him, reminding Timothy to stir up the gift of God, which God gave you when I laid my hands on you, Timothy. 
You have gifts inside of you. And Paul is saying to Timothy, he's saying, Timothy, fan those flames, fan the flames of the spiritual gifts that God has gave, has given you. I know there's a spark, but now what I need you to do, Timothy, is I need that, that spark to, to be fanned into a blaze and to do what God is calling you to do. And God is saying the same thing to us today. What are the spiritual gifts that God has given each of us? What are we to be using, fanning those sparks into a blaze? You see, the gifts or the gifts gifts or the talents that the Lord has given you, the gift or gifts that God has given me, what God wants us to do is to use them to perpetuate or to create our legacy, right? And so our gifts are not to be used just inside the four walls of the church on Sunday mornings, but they are, as I'm going back to what I talked about, being a witness wherever we go. Those gifts are to be used in every area of our lives, in school, at work, at home, in the marketplace, in our communities. You get the picture. Wherever our feet shall trod, wherever we shall go, those gifts, those talents, those abilities are to be used so that to the glory of God. And that's what Paul was reminding Timothy to do. That's what he's reminding us. The Holy Spirit is reminding us to do today. And so I come back to the question, what is it that the Lord keeps reminding you of? And he won't let you forget it. What is it that the Lord keeps saying? Every time you think about it, you think, man, I know I should be doing this. I should be starting this business. I should be going back to school. I should be getting this professional certification. I should be changing careers or writing a book or starting a podcast or starting a YouTube channel or whatever it is, you put what it is, you know what it is that the Lord is dealing with you on in your quiet time. But family, it is imperative that we do what the Lord is calling us to do because as I mentioned last week, it is not just for us, but it affects all of those who are connected to us. It affects all of those who come behind us. Here it is. There would have been no Timothy, the church planter, without the faith of his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. The same holds true for us as well. We can't be selfish and not do what God is calling us to do. Stop and think about how we may be hindering God's blessings to our children and to our grandchildren. And just like Paul reminded Timothy and challenged him to stir up the gift of God, which is in you. I am reminding you, even this very podcast, even this very moment, to stir up the spiritual gifts that God has given you so that you can move forward in creating a godly legacy. And remember, as I stated at the beginning, you're either perpetuating one or creating a new one. And I pray that you, like Timothy, had godly examples to draw from to perpetuate or continue your godly legacy. This certainly gives you a solid foundation on which to build and continue that legacy. But some of you may be saying, but Tony, I didn't have that. I didn't have godly examples in my life. I hear you. I hear you. But check it out. The responsibility, the responsibility uh, still rests on your shoulders to create a new legacy. If your legacy was one of come on now, if you know what your legacy was, but if your legacy was one of ungodliness, a legacy where your family were backbiters and whoremongers or adulterers or liars or cheaters or thieves or whatever the case may have been, it is incumbent upon you to say, ah, in the name of Jesus, I will create a new legacy for my family, a new legacy for my bloodline. Will it be difficult? Yes. Will you feel like quitting at times? Absolutely. Can it be daunting? Daunting meaning intimidating, frightening, overwhelming at times, you better believe it can. But in that same passage of scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 1, where we just read verses um, five, through se- uh, 5 and 6, in verse 7, 
Here's the other. Here's the antidote. Here's the answer to any of your concerns, any of your fears, any of your trepidations. For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Or another New, uh, New Living Translation says, or a power and love and self-discipline. In other words, God is saying, I have placed my spirit in you to be able to give you what you need to do what I've called you to do. So pursue what God has placed inside of you. Stir up the gift of God that's in your life. Your legacy is determined by the choices that you make now and the actions that you take today. And if you're not sure where to begin or what to do, just look at the legacy Jesus left for us, right? Jesus left us the legacy of his word. And we know that we can always, and if we exegete always, it means always. There ain't no other answer for it. Always count on it, right? Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Jesus is talking to his disciples, getting ready to go to Calvary. And of course, now they're concerned. And he says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So he left us the legacy of his word. But not only that, he also left us the legacy of his Holy Spirit in John chapter 14, verses six through seven. In John chapter 14, verses 16 through 17, and it reads, and I pray the father. Again, this is Jesus talking. And I pray the father and he will give you another help helper. In other words, another translation says a paraclete, a comforter, right? That one that he may abide with you forever. Not today, not tomorrow, but forever. And the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit family is with us and he is in us. And so we have no excuse. God has given us everything we need to live a godly life so that we can live a godly legacy. Here it is in scripture. Second Peter chapter one, verse three reads as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Again, we have no excuse because the Holy Spirit is dwelling inside of us. The Holy Spirit is with us as we pursue what God has placed inside of us to pursue. And again, I say, let's make sure that we're pursuing what God has placed inside of us to pursue. And I pray that God would stir up the gifts that he's placed in each of us, our children, our grandchildren, and our great grandchildren are depending on us to leave them a legacy of faith. And again, money, houses, cars, material things, those things will eventually all pass away. However, a legacy of faith will endure forever. And we will be talking about in our progeny, our our posterity will be benefiting from us leaving a legacy of faith long after we have left this earth. That is our assignment. That is our charge to use the gifts and the talents and abilities that God has given us to leave a legacy of faith in every area of our lives. And it doesn't have to, again, just be inside the four walls of the church, but in our businesses, in our social encounters, in our um, in our community engagements and whatever office or whatever position or whatever schooling or wherever we are in our lives, our responsibility and our charge is to use those talents, those gifts and abilities to leave a legacy of faith, which will endure throughout all of eternity. So remember, family. 
preach the gospel at all times. And when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a living epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by audionautics.com.